Hey, Job. Hey, Ken. Uh, what do we see in that fucking Venom movie that came out a month ago? I'll go hopefully never. Uh, why? What, what looks bad about it? <laughs> uh, the part when he goes up to goes like, Eddie, I want to blow your pee-pee, Eddie. I don't think that happens in the trailer. No, but he does suck his face. Are you watching different trailers than me? Yeah. Are you watching the Pornhub trailer? Yeah, Venom? yeah. Somebody uploaded them and I, I, mm. I watched it there. I'm, I'm curious. I think this is a movie you go to like a second run theater to see. You know, where it's a dollar or two and you go see Venom instead of like 11 or 12. That'd be that'd be preferable to me. Yeah, sure. But it, I don't think it's done that around us yet. Uh, I Hopefully it will soon and then we'll go see it and then we'll bitch about it on the show and act like we wasted money even though we only spent two dollars. How about that? I'll act like I spent a hundred. Why? You spent two. Hundred. That makes no sense, Chubby. But I th- I find it funny because my impression of this movie, from social media talking about it, is is the whole movie, is just like Venom sees something, bitches at Eddie that they should do it, and Eddie begrudgingly does it. So it's just like they go past a Burger King. And he's just like Eddie. <laughs> Eddie, I want chicken nuggets, Eddie. And he's like, Eddie's like, Venom, no. Venom, I gotta get home and go to bed and go work in the morning. And Venom's like, Eddie. Eddie, I want the nuggies, Eddie. <laughs> and that's the whole movie. <laughs> that's 90 minutes of that. That's at least what I hope it is. I'd pay 10 bucks to see that. Eddie, why is there a train in the mall, Eddie? Venom, it's for children. It's literally for little kids. We're not getting on the train in the middle of the mall, Eddie. I mean, Venom. It'll be Eddie talking. Eddie! (laughs) I want to ride the train, Eddie. I'll eat someone if we don't get on the train. All right. And then they get on the train, and he's like, this train sucks, Eddie. (laughs) It goes so slow, Eddie. I tried to tell you, Venom. I'm so bad. 90 minutes of that. It'd be the best movie ever made. Yeah, that's not what we're getting, though. You're, you're really How do you know? We haven't even seen it. Maybe it is 90 minutes of that. Maybe dreams are real. <laughs> then we'll go pay $10 for it. Fuck yeah. Let's go. No. The next film series we're watching is Venom? That's it? It's one movie, and then we'll at the end we'll rank them. I mean, it's not to put it at number one. You could put it at the la- at the last spot too, which is number one. Fuck. Venom's number one in my book. You know how about you? No, I don't think it is. I think it's number one though. That's fair. Eddie. Start the show, you stupid idiot. Oh, shit. I don't know. We were alive. What are you talking about? Hello. Welcome to Get a Jump Show. I'm Jump. This get over there. No. Oh, okay. I mean, if you don't want to partake, you just leave. It's going to be the, the Jump Show now. I'm, I'm okay with the Jump Show. I feel like this is like the fifth time we made a joke about it just being one of us from now on. I think every time it's been the Jump Show. Uh, no, you threatened to leave when I was just talking about Walking Dead. Speaking of which, at some point during the show. Oh, my God. At some point during the show, I'm going to leave. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the Walking Dead. Because uh, I never finished my uh, rankings of the seasons from uh, the Halloween Resurrection episode, 
which was a while ago. Yeah, because uh, I've been trying really hard to avoid going back. Well, we watched two Rob Zombie movies, and then we had a special about Halloween. So I, right, we which, didn't talk about anything else. Yeah, which Halloween's over, and I'm sad. We're back to the normal format, where we talk about current events and uh, how big Jusby's dick is. And then we talk about yeah. a movie, but we'll get to that later. It's a secret. Wait. Wait 40 minutes to find out what we're watching now. We did that. We did the dick joke last episode. We're watching Venom. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're not watching Venom. We watched something infinitely better than Venom. We'll get back to that later. You don't know that. You don't know that. For now. (laughs) Yeah, what you been playing? Uh, I bought a game over the the holiday season, as in Halloween. (laughs) I consider it a holiday. Called Slayaway Camp, and it's fucking excellent. It's just a dumb little puzzle game where you play as a murder man, like a Jason, if you will. I like murder uh, <laughs> And he just, like, slide around the environment, and it's just a sliding puzzle. You have to kill everybody in the room, but there's different, you know, puzzles involved with that. Like, you can't kill a cop up front because he'll kill you, and you can't you know you have to go to the exit so you can't you gotta kill people in a certain order sometimes and it gets tricky similar to uh hitman go i guess if you ever yeah, played like that those go games the lower crop hitman and it's Deus not X. similar to i don't know i've never played do, the deus ex one but they're all uh, the same are they yeah they're not all the same type of game no but they're really close the, the idea is generally the they're same. all very cheap uh surprisingly good puzzle games though yeah um same with this yeah, this one was on sale for like three dollars. It isn't anymore. I'm sorry. Sorry, go pay for. I price still for recommend it. you play it. It's really good so far. You unlock lots of bonus levels, uh, themed after different movies that they can't name for copyright reasons. <laughs> like Slay Away Camp is like obviously a play on Sleep Away Camp, but it feels more like a Friday the Thirteenth ripoff. But it rips off a bunch of horror tropes and movies. Like there's a Krampus-looking levels, and there's uh, levels that look based on uh, My Bloody Valentine and shit like that, and I'm sure it gets deeper. You unlock a lot of different skins for your killer, and you can unlock unlock different kills that you see. Like, every time you pass a level, you have to uh, time and press X to kill somebody, and you get gold for it, and you use gold to buy new skins and new kills, and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. You can also choose to play it in a rated E mode, which is funny to me, it, it replaces everything with like uh, unicorns. I assume I'm not sure how it works. I haven't played in that mode yet. It but sounds it's funny. like this was a mobile game first, and I'm going to check real quick. It very well might have been. I'm playing it on PS4, and it's it's a it's a good time. It doesn't really matter what platform you're playing it on. I assume. Right, but like if it's on, yeah, it's totally on mobile. It's three bucks. Oh, neat. I don't think it's, like, the, the big edition. I don't think that exists. You probably have to buy the stuff separately on the App Store. It's very possible. Yeah, it's just the regular I bought, game. I bought the deluxe version, which came with, like, a theme and stuff for your PS4, and it was fun. Still yeah. going to play Spider-Man. Uh, what have you been playing? I've been playing a few different things. Talk about the main one being Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, that doesn't sound as deep as my game. I don't think there's as much content. So, uh, yeah, everybody's been talking about this game for a little bit already. It's been out for approximately a week. And no one's beat it. When we're recording this? Yeah, no. <laughs> everybody's beating it. 
No one's beat it. No, a lot of pundits uh, got the game like three weeks early. You're going to need that amount of time. I was right, joking earlier. Yeah, this is a very it. fucking long game from what I've seen. Yeah, it's like too long. But I have... Now, I've got a lot of 10s coming out through uh, reviews. So far, I don't. I highly disagree. About I really, it being a 10. Right. I really enjoy the game. It has some major fucking issues that make me mad. Rockstar games kind of get 10s from certain reviewers all the time. And it's I, not I, it was almost I, everybody. I don't think I would agree in any circumstance with any GTA, at least. Uh, no. There's lots of good ones, but I don't think any would be really deserving of a 10. We'll start from the... Uh, there's always something that's an issue for me. Doesn't stop uh, GTA 4 from being one of my favorite games ever, but, you know, I digress. So, I'm going to start with the positives. Of course, you always start with love before you go into hate. Something I learned. Uh, <laughs> the Joe Budden method. Yeah, okay. I, I learned. I, I I referenced that in the uh, your football podcast. Yeah, yeah, when I screamed at uh, when you didn't follow that advice, you immediately went in. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I listened to the podcast, Jusby. It was funny. You were like, "Man, what an idiot!" All right, hang on. Let me go back to the love part. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Talking about Ty Montgomery. Yeah, I was yeah, really bad. That's right. Anyway, that's not. This isn't a football podcast. You can go listen to it if you go on and search football after dark. Go ahead and go do that. Go Steelers! Anyway, things odd I love about the game are pretty similar to things everybody else loves about the game. Uh, it's the most gorgeous game that exists, period. Nothing looks as good as Red Dead Redemption 2 does. Nothing out there. In a realistic graphics kind of way, at yeah. least? Okay. Just like, I mean, it's it's not stylized by any stretch of imagination. It's made to look as real as humanly possible. Well, stylized in a Western. I guess, way, yeah. Sure. But we knew that was coming. So that didn't catch me off guard, but the, the actual graphics did catch me off guard. It's, You're playing on a normal PS4. Right, I'm playing on a normal PS4, not a Pro, not a 4K TV, just a regular HD monitor. And it's breathtaking. It apparently looks even better on Xbox, although I'm not the kind of person that would notice. No. That's that's the little like you'll notice if you play on 4K. It is different, but it's not a major leap True. like it was from standard definition to HD. We're not going to get those anymore. It's going to be small increments now. That's the way technology works when we get to this stage. But uh so it's a beautiful game. There's a lot of really cool and unique systems in it. Like uh you maintaining your camp of outlaws. Uh, supplying them with food, water, ammunition uh, to raise their morale, to make them a more productive camp that fills in and kind of like builds it. It's like kind of like a city simulator thing in, in a way. But you don't like pick where things go. You're just putting assets into this camp and watching it grow. And it's really cool. And you, you do different like like s simple tasks for the place. You do quests for the other people in your gang. All that stuff. Really neat. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, there are a ton of hilarious moments in the game. It does... At first, I thought it was going to stay serious the whole time, but it does retain that rock star charm with, like, goofy side characters and dumb shit that happens. Okay, okay. It retains that, which is great. It breaks up, like, how utterly depressing the story of this game is. Are you talking about more side quests or random encounter shit? Right, yeah. Okay. All that stuff has, like, a really brighter and more hilarious tone to it for the most part. Where the story is uh, very sad. That's cool. That kind of feels like a... Not 100%, but that's kind of something I liked about GTA 4's story. Uh, right. A lot of it is serious, 
But then the other shit you kind of get up to is kind of stupider. Uh, obviously, there is breaks from that. Like, you still meet Brucey in the main story and characters like that. Right. But, you know, the end of the game is still, like, somebody that you've been following the whole game dies. And, oops, you know, hey. Yeah, something like that just happened in Red Dead for me, actually. Uh, where's a, there's a main story quest where you get hilariously drunk. And they they go through the steps of that quest very well. It's really funny. You control your character through the entirety of it. Oh, okay. And it's, like, fucking weird and really good. And then after it, you wake up in the middle of fucking nowhere. And your horse is parked at the bar. So you have to walk. And it's the first time I've had oh, to no. walk in that game. And I'm like, oh my god. Rockstar likes to troll you with side quests and shit sometimes. That's a main story quest. Those two. Yeah. Man. GTA Five, you gotta go do dock work. Oh my god, And it god, makes yeah. you do it. And it's the worst fucking thing ever. <laughs> I, I don't know. You could view those as negatives. But sometimes they make me laugh so much that they're actually making me do this in a video game. Yeah, in a similar fashion to GTA Five, there's a shit ton of customization. Okay. What you could do, like with your horse, with your your the way your character looks, the way you can keep your character's hair and beard. Uh, you can even give him like that twirly villain mustache. Oh hell enough yeah! Effort. Uh, you can customize a lot of a lot of different features in the game. Uh, I know a really cool thing that they're doing now, as far as like customization goes. Because they allow pretty decent customizations to the way control works and the HUD and all that. And the, their companion app for the game launched. And they have this setting where it completely removes the HUD from the TV and puts it all on your phone. It's interesting. So you play with like your phone underneath your TV. And then you have the entire real estate of, the, of your television just for the, what's going on in front of you. And if you need to look at your menus and stuff, it's down below. It's a neat idea. I don't know if I'm going to personally do that. I'm going to give it a shot just to see how it works. I know a lot you can of people also are apparently it. just turn off the HUD in general and then people tell you shit. Right. It's not very good. I wouldn't advise it. It had a lot of hype going into this game, but maybe that was just from certain sources that were overhyping it. And Rockstar didn't really say a whole lot about it. No, you, you, you will get lost well, yeah. if you don't use the map. You will get lost. The world's too big comparatively to like let's say gta 5 because that's their most recent it's other release probably bigger than gta 5 okay but gta 5 also had a very compact tight town right and red dead is very it's the it's the west so it's very open it's mostly open wilderness land, right. land and wilderness right, right i'm sure there's several towns though oh there are i mean i'm focused in one main one right now but i am only in chapter two of this game is there any limits on where you can go not as far as I know. I haven't tested it. Okay. So you haven't, like, actually tried to just explore for a while? I have, but I haven't gone very far. Okay. Because I always end up... The game always finds reasons to drag you back to your camp or drag you back to a town. All right, sure. Because you can't... You really can't stay out that long because you always end up finding some kind of animal you want to remove the pelts for and bring it back to the town and sell it. And you can't keep pelts for too long or animal parts for too long because they go bad. So you gotta throw it on your horse and drag it back to to a town so you can sell it and make some money. There's stuff like that that like always ends up dragging you back. There's like like little side quests that'll pop up, little events that'll pop up. Somebody might ask for a ride. They're well, stranded. You can do more of that shit once you beat this story. I don't know. I don't know what that's gonna be for this game yet. Red Dead had a very interesting way to 
have you continue playing the game after the story is done. Right. I don't know what's going to happen with this one. I have no clue. This character, this is a prequel. So that right. this character isn't in Red Dead Redemption, from what I know. Oh, no. Not at all. So, well, hope they don't just do a Red Dead Redemption again and be a little boring. Hopefully there's a twist on it. No, I wouldn't mind, like, him dying if you play as John Marston. That actually would might be cool. Right. Because yeah. you're like, oh, wait, back in the saddle, baby. Let's go. All right. But anyway, that's... Now I get to some of the stuff I dislike real quick. I know I've spent a lot of time on this already. Uh, it controls like shit. And I know it's kind of what you expect from a Rockstar game. They always feel floaty and weird. And the shooting kind of feels like very shooting gallery, very basic... Not too deep. Uh, weird shit happens that causes harm to you because you can't control the game correctly. Oh. Uh, for example, well, like you know, in GTA Five, this is sort of, sort of similar to how it worked in Red Dead Redemption One. In GTA Five, you get wanted by the cops, you escape them, you're good. And bounties get on your head in Red Dead Redemption. Mm-hmm. So if something from the game causes you to, like, fuck up and, let's say, hit somebody with your horse in a town, you can escape, like, the law at that moment, but then now all of a sudden there's a bounty on your head. And that has implications. For example, once you unlock the train system in the game, you can't ride a train until you pay off your bounty. Oh. So you could trigger this whole chain of events, and, I, and this happened to me today, actually, in a different sense, where you accidentally screw up one thing because the controls aren't very comfortable to you, and then uh, it triggers a whole chain of events where you just fucked up multiple times. For me, it started with uh, I was trying to I was trying to save a guy. I'm sorry, there was a guy, there was a bounty hunter who was chasing this this dude who was running from the law, like a little side thing. And I went up to that guy, and then like they were chasing him, and they weren't catching him. So I went up and lassoed the criminal, and the bounty hunters got pissed and started shooting me. And I tried to run away, and then I hit one with my horse. And oh. and it triggered a chain of events where I'm right outside of this town, so, like, three different people just in the town witnessed the crime, which is technically murder, so they go and report it, and all of a sudden, bounties just start popping up on my fucking head. And you can run around and try to get witnesses out of the way by either, like, threatening them or killing them. And I spent, like, probably a good 20 minutes just chasing witnesses around town, and stopping them. And then I didn't get all of them. So now there's a bounty on my head in this little town. Can't really do much in it until I pay off this bounty. Oh, because I couldn't move my horse out of the way and I ran this dude over. Well, how expensive do they get? Is it able to... Are you able to get rid of the bounty pretty easily? Uh, I think last... When I went in that town, it was about $50. Or $40. All right. Which is a lot of money in that game. Yeah, that's kind of shitty. I think I have about 200 but I'm trying to save up some money to buy a new fucking horse. Yeah. What did you name your uh, current horse, by the way? Oh, okay, yeah. So I'm going <laughs> with a theme on this one. Um, the year in Red Dead Redemption 2 is 1899. I named my nice white horse uh, 1899 Honda Civic. It's nice. got good mileage. It's reliable. Mm-hmm. It's a good It's a good method of transportation. It's probably only a two-seater, but, you know. It is only a two-seater, yes. Yeah. Which Civics are usually four seated, so I don't, fucking times were weird in eighteen ninety nine, man. I, models of models of uh, car, sorry, horse uh, change over time, you know. I'm trying to upgrade to a nineteen hundred Chevy Silverado. Oh but, uh, man, I can't. I don't. I can't afford it yet. 
So I'm trying to save all this money, but I, I can't save all this money if every single time I walk into a fucking town, I run somebody over with my fucking horse I'm gonna, and I have to pay like 30 fucking dollars just to fix it. I'm going to fuck up a lot. I'm only going to be able to afford an 1890 uh, Isuzu Rodeo. Uh, can't, really, <laughs> can't really get much better than that, I guess, for my money. You know, yeah. It is what it is. Used, too, probably. Oh, it's always used. I'm sure. The, most of them are used. You have to you have to put in some work to get the uh, get the new ones. Oh man. All right. Well, anyway, I'm gonna play that soon. Uh, it's a big commitment for me, uh, cause that game is gonna probably take over my life, cause it's a 300 hour Rockstar game. Yeah, it's I've happened been finally to me putting time into it. Uh, when I first got it a week ago. I was really busy, and I haven't really put any significant time into it until, like, now. Okay. Like, I played the first chapter, which is kind of like a prologue. It just teaches you how the game's played, and then chapter two, they kind of let you go. All right. And then I just started that a week ago, and I haven't really been able to play since. I finally put in about, probably about four more hours. So I'd say I'm around six hours into the game. Let's get into some video game news. What do you think? Because there was a lot. Yeah, there was quite a bit. Um, you want to start with the good shit or the dumb shit? It's all dumb shit. There's some good shit. Every single bit of it's dumb shit. No. <laughs> there's a good story. Then you do the good shit. You do the good shit. Okay, yeah. Toby Fox dropped what is sort of a follow-up to Undertale on Halloween. That is good shit. I apologize. Uh, Deltarune, my dudes. Yes, I played it. I beat it. It's chapter one of something that is... It's not... A sequel to Undertale. It uses the same systems in a more upgraded way. It is sort of just like a follow-up. I've been thinking of it as the Majora's successor. Mask to Undertale's Ocarina of Time. Yeah, because a lot of the same characters are in it, but they have nothing to do with the original Undertale. So it's sort of like an alternate universe. Thing. Maybe. Uh, That's what Toby said. I feel like a couple of them will. The one character in particular, sure. <laughs> but... but uh, He'll probably for play the most that. part, it's new characters, and that intrigues me a lot. Uh, from the bit I've watched, uh, you and and your brother uh, play this game because uh, it's PC. I haven't played it yet. Uh, I the new characters are great. The new music is great. Toby is a genius, and he's he's doing it again, and uh, that's wild to me. Wild is, to me that he can pull this off again. There's one particular part in in the game that uh, I absolutely adore, and uh, it. You go to, like, who is the main antagonist of the game for most of it. And, uh, you go up to this blueprint thing, and they and they make you, uh, make, like, a boss, basically, for you to fight, and you customize I've it. I've seen this part, yeah. And you go into a screen that says, create a machine to, to thrash your own ass. Yeah, Josh made a duck. Yeah, I also made a duck. I you bet. Know, list, you can't see it, but it's a duck. <sighs> it's beautiful. Um, that's, 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 you can't, you can't do anything better than that duck face. It's oh, so fucking yeah. funny. No, Toby's great at, like, making dumb puzzles that don't matter. Yeah, the whole They're thing doesn't matter. dumb thing. There's sort of a theme behind it. You know, I'm, I'm gonna let y'all know now, for about, probably about the next six or so minutes, I'm gonna talk about some stuff from Deltarune. If you don't wanna know, skip about six minutes. Probably less, but here we go. I'm gonna time them. Just a couple things. Uh, With the game brain. has a major theme of, like, giving you fake agency, where it think it it tells you that you're making this choice, and you make a choice, and it doesn't fucking matter. Right at the beginning of the game, it has you spend all this time creating a character. You create that character. 
and then it tells you you don't get to choose who you are yeah like you don't get to yeah. choose who you are it doesn't matter you're this person and it kicks you into the game mm-hmm. and then that whole create your boss thing doesn't fucking matter no there's elements of that in undertale as well but undertale had like a shit ton of endings and a shit ton of different scenarios right this might not no to- toby fox made a big thing on twitter after this game launched where he talked about some specific questions that people had about the game. Main ones were, this has nothing to do with Undertale. Um, this is... There is no... There's no multiple endings to this game. There is one singular ending and one singular path. It doesn't matter if you spare or kill enemies. That is interesting to me. Instead, what sparing or killing enemies does is a dynamic between experience or money. Yeah. Hmm. That interests me because it seems like the game has to be different at a certain point. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. That's what he's saying. He could be lying. It's Toby Fox. Well, because it seems set up like basically you have two party members, and I don't know if they end up being your party members by the end of this chapter, but one wants to spare everybody, and one wants to kill everybody, which is an interesting dynamic because who do you listen to? And, you know, you know. Do you be good or bad? If it doesn't matter, I'm curious as to why he set up that very clear dynamic between your main characters. It's to create conflict. Why create conflict if the result is the same? I, I feel like there's going to be something. The result is the same in any linear story. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Forget, I guess, but there should there the could fire. be there for- could be little differences. It maybe. could be like a telltale game, maybe even where like the destination is the same, but maybe just the little little things that happen are different. Yeah, think about the fight and act dynamic in Deltarune as something completely separate from the fight and act dynamic in Undertale. Yeah. It's not the same thing. They they operate differently. And he's going to work it out better. This was the first chapter of the game, but also sort of a beta test. He said he is going to change things about the systems going forward once he gets a team of people to make it. We probably won't see Chapter 2 for at least another three years. Which is, which is the only bad news about this, really. Because it's, it's great that he showed us something new, but it also sucks that we're going to have to wait a long time before we get into more information about yeah, this, more anything about it. As its own, like, little game, it still works. Sure. And I'm very happy with it, and I'm, I'm completely okay with getting it and not having to see anything else for three years. Playing that satisfied me. It scratched my Undertale itch. I was hoping there would be a follow-up someday, and he did it. So, God bless the man. Oh, charming, hilarious. The music's excellent. Go play it. Go play Delta Room. You can go on Toby Fox's Twitter. You just go at Toby Fox. It's right there. He has a pin. It's his pin tweet. Go download it. Go play it. It's wonderful. I love it. All right. Let's get to the bad gamer news. By gamer news, I mean because it's specifically about gamers. Gamers. Yeah. So. God, I, I did this. I did this last episode where I bitched about you know gamer fucks being gamer fucks, and I hate them all, and they're stupid. It happened again. Who's surprised? Not me. <laughs> BlizzCon happened. Yeah. Just recently, there was some cool shit announced in that new Overwatch character. People who like Girl Overwatch. McCree. Right. She has a rifle. Girl McCree. <laughs> it's perfect. Lining up for Red Dead, man. Getting everybody on that cowboy hype. Yeah. Uh, then they announced uh, a Warcraft 3 remake, which gets me very, very erect. <laughs> I mean, uh, people have been wanting to, that kind of shit for a while. Yeah, Warcraft 3 is an excellent game. It just, like, it, it, it's starting to age bad. 
Well. And they haven't made... Because they put everything in the fucking World of Warcraft, we haven't had a proper Warcraft game, so at least give us a remake of the old one. Yeah. It's something. Uh, and then they announced a bad idea, I would say. But the reaction to it is what we're probably going to talk about here more than I don't the give. I don't really give much of a fuck about the idea. I'm not surprised by it. Uh, people who are surprised by it are foolish and put Blizzard, who, by the way, is Activision Blizzard, yeah. on a higher pedestal than they belong on. And it's nobody's fault but their own. You need to remember that Activision is part of that now. Yeah, remember it's Activision Blizzard. Not just Blizzard, not just Activision. They are together. Now, that doesn't give them a complete pass here because they're probably going to make a, a not great thing. Uh, it's probably going to be fucking chock full of microtransactions. It's it's Mobile Diablo, by the way, in case you didn't yeah, you live on a rock yeah. and you didn't know. Uh, Mobile Diablo. I, I, I could care f- less of a fuck about Diablo. I don't really care. Uh, I think the game I've probably closest Diablo I've ever played is Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Who the fuck knows? I, I, I don't know anything. It doesn't really... I don't care about it. I love Diablo, personally. Yeah. Uh, one and two are great. I'm not as big as a fan of three as most people are. I thought it kind of stripped away what made Diablo special. Sure. But that's just me. But it's still a good game, and I understand right. why people love it. And Blizzard already came out and said that Diablo 4 is happening. By the way, so I don't understand where people are coming from when they're freaking out about this. Like, this is the new Diablo, this is the future of Diablo or whatever. They already told you a new one's coming. But it's their messaging that got all these fucking dumb fucking incel look at ass piece of shit pissed off that they that they need to go on the internet and bully devs and shit now the thing that sparks because they didn't get their teaser for diablo 4 like they were all expecting instead they got a mobile game they probably could have teased diablo 4 so they don't have to i think the issue here and and i'm not saying that this justifies any response to this whatsoever but the issue here is BlizzCon was probably a bad time to announce this. I think you could have announced it at any other time. Because it's going to get bad press when you announce it to your big PC market base. Sure. Which and is a lot of the people that went. I would I would love it if the, if the game was actually good. I'd fucking love it so much. Right. I don't think it will be. But, uh... Who knows? It might be. Regardless of the fact. Probably a bad idea to announce it at that time. Uh, and it's an even worse idea to maybe not even tease Diablo 4, because at the very least, you'd uh, jerk off the hardcore fanboys, and they wouldn't be as mad. Let them get mad. I know, but if you're t- if Fuck you em. if you want to drum up support, oh, they're gonna for have their your franchises. Support. They're gonna have their fucking support. That's the smarter play, is all I'm saying. Sure, maybe they don't have anything yet, and that's yeah. fine. Well, again, a separate team making this Diablo. I'm not saying game. this is the solution, but Bethesda has jack shit for Elder Scrolls Six. But you know what they announced was happening? Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah, it, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter because people are just like, "Oh, cool, it's happening," and the dumb fanboys are excited, even though they Duh. also announced mobile mobile Elder Scrolls at the same right, time. It, it's a similar thing. And, and then, yeah, Blizzard could have done that. I don't think they had to, and I think the, like you were saying, the response isn't garnered. Uh. Nobody deserves the backlash that they get who's working at Blizzard from the fucking jerk-offs who are so fucking entitled and think they deserve whatever they want. 
I can't believe Diablo is ruined. I'm crying right now. Like I said, I hope the mobile game's good and it's Street Street Revenge on them, and I hope they all love it and realize that they were fucking assholes. But that's will, not going to happen. I will say, the, the kind of catalyst for a lot of these responses was a guy at the event who... I, I don't know. Were they fielding questions from the audience? Yeah. Bad idea, first off. Especially when you could have you could hear people boo when they announced it, right. Blizzard. You probably shouldn't ask the audience what they feel about your game. They do that every year. Not a good idea in this. They probably should have just been like, cut it, don't do that. Don't do that shit. Oh my god. <laughs> but uh so a guy in the audience said, Hi, I'm just wondering if this was a out of season April Fool's Day prank or not. And and uh he got some cheers from the audience and such. And and a lot of uh, journalists and other people are uh, criticizing this man for doing that and uh, saying he was coming after, like, being mean to the developers. Not coming after, really. I don't think he said that to be mean to the developers of the game. I think he was saying it because he that's how he felt. <laughs> but, like, I'm sure there's a lot of hardcore, whether they have a right to be, uh, Diablo fans that just don't want this and feel like it's a joke yeah i wish that man would have asked a question true but you get I don't you get think that it's moment. as big of a deal as people are making it out to be no nah, there are him. far worse comments that are occurring no nah, fuck them you have that moment when you when you get the mic in front of one of your favorite if you're that hardcore of a diablo fan you have that moment in front of somebody who represents one of your favorite developers of all time right yeah. And the question you asked about a mobile game that they probably aren't involved with, if it's a fucking April Fool's joke, sit down, go fuck yourself. I don't know if it's that harsh or that crazy, though. No, it's just dumb. Okay. It's stupid. He's stupid. I don't know. He's, he's a dumbass. Getting, he's getting an awful lot of hate thrown his way, and I don't know if it's I don't think he deserves hate. I just think he deserves to be called a dummy, and he goes, like, yeah, I'm probably a dummy, and then he needs to sit down. <laughs> I don't know. That's what we gotta do at the end of the day. You're a dummy! You're big dumb. Big dumb dummy. You wasted your fucking moment to ask a good question. What could he have asked? I don't know. He's the fanboy, not me. I mean, if he said anything negative, the same thing would have been happening. I'm not asking him to say anything negative. He's not gonna feel anything positive. <laughs> he doesn't have to feel something positive. He could have asked a constructive question. Yeah, he like, could have been details like... details about the fucking game. Hey, uh... This doesn't appeal to me. I don't really care about this. What, like, I'm just going to be honest. Like whether, like, Are you making a Diablo 4? But here's the thing. When someone said, is this really just a mobile-only game? Like, is there a PC thing? And then they said, no, this is only a mobile game. And then there was booze. And then one of the guys was like, do you guys all have phones? Which was a dumb idea. Uh, I don't know. It, like, it, the kind of question you ask is... How Both sides here are handling this extremely poorly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I, I kind of like everything that Jason Schreier from Kotaku has said about it so far. He's right where they could have saved themselves a lot of face, like you were saying. If yeah. they could have just, like, run a little teaser for Diablo 4. I don't think they had to. I don't to. think you should forget that Activision sucks in the wake of all this, is what my main point is. Right. Uh, Activision does not care about Diablo. Activision cares about the money it can make because something is called Diablo. So Activision will make a mobile Diablo game. It was only a matter of time. You don't think you have to cross your fingers and hope that it's actually good. Uh, if I'm somebody up there, I'll ask the questions like, is this loaded with microtransactions? Like, what, what kind of like extra transactions will there be in the game? Does this play like a traditional Diablo game? 
what does this borrow from Diablo 3? There's so many questions you could have fucking asked. That would have been a far better question because that is kind of on everybody's mind. Is it going to be chock full of microtransactions? Right, and you, you had the chance to ask that fucking question. Yeah. And what do you ask instead? This Nick Fool's joke? <laughs> 95% of mobile games are microtransaction gotcha garbage. Right. There are some good ones that aren't. I doubt this will be one of them, but it would be nice to know if you're getting fucked beforehand. Right. That's the question I would have been into. Yeah, consent. Consent. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, speaking of massive disappointment in fan bases, let's talk oh, about Super Smash Brothers. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's another thing. Like, if you're disappointed, you're fucking dumb. Most of the people who are disappointed, including you, are people who saw a fake fucking leak thought it was so fucking real, went into this direct like, oh my god, I'm gonna get all the characters released, and then it didn't happen, and you got mad. I'm gonna go find the fucking Grinch, I'm gonna find his green fucking ass, and I'm gonna choke the life out of that green bastard. It's your fault for believing a fake fucking leak. No, it's very true. Uh, The Grinch leak was the best fake leak I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, it's pretty elaborate. Uh, I don't blame people for getting fooled or just, like, dogging on it. I don't blame people for thinking it was real because the the rabbit trail on that was uh, fucking insane. The guy had to create new art for all seven of these not-in-the-game characters. Well, Ken's in the game, but uh, the other six aren't, at least as characters. Damn it. <laughs> um, he had to create new art for them. He had to Photoshop them to fit into the image, which is not how Nintendo planned it, obviously, because the leak was real, so he had to find a way to do that. He had to print it out. He had to take it to his fucking place of employment, which is a marketing printout place of some sort. He had to also have Grinch stuff on hand, just as a red herring, I guess, to make it seem more legit. I mean, obviously, he still works in that place, so I guess maybe that doesn't really go into it. He has to black out his name only a little bit so that people can still look him up and then have more confirmation. A lot seemed like it was uh, pointing towards true. Unfortunately, it's not. I'm not incredibly disappointed with the character announcements we got. Ken is a good choice. Ken's obvious, Incineroar is nice. an amazing choice. I love Incineroar. He was my favorite Pokemon, new Pokemon, from Sun and Moon. I say new Pokemon he because... It makes perfect sense for Smash. I really love the Alola, Alolan forms of things. Uh, that Exeggutor yeah. is my... Oh, is yeah, my, that's is the G. Dude. But, uh, yeah, no, Incineroar is a perfect choice for Smash. And then the, uh, the Piranha Plant is such a out-of-left-field, nobody-asked-for-this, but Nintendo is really good at giving people things that they want that they don't know that they want and that was something that i want now <laughs> he looks awesome i was so fucking i love the piranha plant i was screaming and running around <laughs> uh so i can't really be disappointed with that but something i can be disappointed at in this direct the single player content in this game doesn't even look good really to me if it's so focused on this spirits bullshit, I don't think I care about it nearly as much. It'll be something, if you want to do it, it'll be something you do on the side. I probably won't do it much at all. Because if I'm not playing with friends, I'm probably playing online. 
Sure, I'm a person that has liked the single-player elements of Smash. Right. Uh, especially on 3DS. I, I went through and beat Classic Mode as everybody, All-Star Mode as everybody, you know, and I was looking forward to kind of doing that here. You still can. Uh, Classic Mode's still in the game, so I can. But this Adventure Mode looks interesting. It kind of reminds me of Dragon Ball Z's story mode, which which wasn't that great. But Dragon Ball Fighters, you mean? Dra- yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we're talking about fighting games. I guess. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, it, it, where, like, the plot of that is you gotta go fight your colleagues, and uh, then they join your side, and then you just keep doing it uh, throughout the hero and villain story and all that. And it looks very similar to that, where you're, like, you start out with maybe just Kirby, and then you go get other characters. Everybody else is dead! Everyone, yeah. everyone is here, more like everyone is dead. <laughs> But yeah, it looks like that. Like, you'll unlock people as you go throughout the story. Which is uh, an interesting idea, but it looks like all of that is with the Spirits mode stuff as well. Which I don't really care about. It looks like a little too much. I don't really give a fuck about Spirits mode. What do you think about it? I don't really think it looks good. I mean, the individual Spirit mode is like a gacha game. Which is weird. No microtransactions in it, though, but it, like, feels like a gotcha game where you're, like, rolling these rarities of things. I can't and, like... wait to feed Kazuhira Miller snacks. Dude, I'm in. <laughs> I'll feed that boy snacks all day. That's my dude. That's my fucking dude. Mm. But the actual story mode, it, it looks fine. It looks like a fighting game story mode. If you've played as many fighting game story modes as I have over the years, I, I don't... I know what I'm gonna get going into them. It's very rare that I get surprised. Most of them are short on narrative. Hopefully, you just want the gameplay to be good. Right. In Smash, it will be good. The only fighting game I've played with an excellent story was Injustice 2. Yep. Just both the Injustice games, actually. Yeah. uh, Injustice 2 more than Injustice 1, for sure. Right, yeah. I I want it to be good, but it feels like a large chunk of the game that I'm just not going to give a shit about. And that's a shame, because it could have been something cool. It's like a small trunk. And also, I always liked trophies, and the fact that these are the trophies now, it's just like you unlock JPEGs, <laughs> is kind of lame to I me. Mean, J- I really liked trophies. It was fun to get them all. Yeah, but those are just 3D models. That's very true, but it was cool that I could like look at them all and they had information, and I don't know if spirits are going to really be yeah, like that. Yeah, they'll have information, I bet. I hope so. Uh, It'll be cool still. I really I liked trying to get all the trophies in Melee back in the day. Even had to, I even played games that I had no interest in playing just to unlock a trophy. I found it a, fucking tedious. Having a save file on my memory card to get, like, the Luigi Mansion one and shit like that. And that was fun. I, uh, I thought it, getting trophies was tedious as fuck, and I never got them all. I mean, that's fine. Uh, you don't really go in for collectibles anyway. No, I mean, in most games, I'm more in it just, for, just to experience it and then get out. Yeah. Is what I do with most games. Very few games at 100%. Most of them being Yakuza games. Right. <laughs> I'm going to hold out hope for uh, my boy Banjo-Kazooie to be in this game. At least I have the ability to do that because people that wanted Isaac, people that wanted Shadow, got their hopes crushed by the increasingly trolly nature of assist trophies, <laughs> which seem to be just a way to deconfirm characters now. <laughs> yeah! I love it. So it's unfortunate. Obviously, Waluigi not being in Smash became a meme because of that shit. And uh, 
several other characters kind of got deconfirmed. Uh, Spring Man. Uh, I think, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think. Maybe I think Shantae. Shantae's a spirit. You know, there's right. a lot that got deconfirmed. And I, I, I personally wasn't happy, uh, wasn't looking forward to Shadow or Isaac, but I don't have a lot of attachment to those characters. Banjo-Kazooie, I, I certainly do. So I'm holding out hope. Yeah. DLC a, is coming. I like I like what they do with the cis trophies because it's really just basically them saying, hey, we don't have the time to make these characters. So here's a little thing that kind of still puts them there. Still makes them part of the universe. I guess, but I feel like some people would just prefer it not to even be there as like a tease to you. I don't think it's teasing. You're only teasing if you're a little baby bitch boy. Yeah, I know. Just It, it's, it just is what it is. Yeah. It's alright. I mean, maybe I'm saying this from the perspective that my favorite Smash characters are in this game. You don't get to play a Shovel Knight, though. No, that that was the one that I wanted the most. Yeah. Didn't get it. It's okay. I could play a Shovel Knight in a different game. A different fighting game. So uh, That's true. That's true. I forget what it's called. I gotta go look it up and buy it. <laughs> Just because Shovel Knight's in yeah! it? Yeah! Fair enough. I will, too. I will fucking do that. What's our time over here? We are 45 minutes in. All right, let me talk about Walking Dead, and then we can move on. Oh, God, okay, I'm going to go to sleep. You let me know when you're done, okay? Okay. All right, well, uh, well, hear, hear me out first. I'm sleeping. Jusby, wake up. <laughs> Jusby, please. Nope. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk briefly about, uh, by the time this episode airs, if you will. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that's, you're correct. Uh, the... I have to talk like I'm really far away from the mic because I'm asleep. Oh, shut up, bitch. Uh, so the Sunday's episode of The Walking Dead is going to be Rick's last. And then this will come out the Wednesday after it. But at this point, I haven't seen that episode because we're recording it beforehand. Just so you know, I haven't seen that one when I talk about this. I, He's lived through so much shit. How's he about to die by falling on a piece of rebar off of a horse? No, I understand that choice. <laughs> now, this is the only point. This is probably the only point in which I could defend The Walking Dead on this. And past this, I can't. I can't do it. I hate the show okay. at this point. I hate everything else about it. One of the great things about The Walking Dead to begin with was how it just, like, shrugged off its characters. Main ones. Important ones. Bad shit just happens to people. And it's something that Kirkman talked about in the very beginning in uh, in Early Walking Dead with his letter hacks at the end of them uh, during the prison part where all these characters just died. He was like, people just die. It's a real world. Yeah. It doesn't matter how important they are to the story. Get used to it. And that 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 sticks. And I know and understand you have to have like a narrative, blah blah blah, all that. If you're gonna do it, if you're gonna kill Rick, I think it's fitting for him to just fucking die. Just yeah. Just something bad happens because that's life. I would. I mean, sure. Here's what pisses me off about it, though. It's the main character, and he's still around in the comic books, too. Right. I think this applies to everyone except Rick I in the it, comic I said, if you're going to do it. I don't agree with them doing it. I don't agree with them doing it either. But if Andrew Lincoln wants out, he wants out. But I don't even know if he entirely wants out, because I guess he's going to direct an episode next season. So whatever. He's still going to be part of this. Uh, I wasn't entirely convinced they are going to kill him. I'm pretty convinced they're going to kill him now, because... Of the way they left things. And next week's episode looks like, from the previews, and you'll know by the time this comes out, 
a, oh no, I'm dying, here's a bunch of things I see in my head episode. And the worst episode of the series was that episode when Tyrese died. Maybe not the worst episode of the oh series. Oh my god, I remember that. Oh, a really bad episode. God. Now this one looks like it's a more personal one because Tyrese was seeing like the governor and bullshit. This one looks like Rick is seeing literal things that have happened to him throughout the eight seasons. Which is kind of neat. Like we're going back to the hospital. When the coma, we're going back to him riding a horse in Atlanta and shit like that. And that might be a neat way to have him go out. But I don't know if I like it happening at all. It feels wrong for the narrative at this point in time. Right. I agree. I agree that it's it's not the right move at all by any stretch of the imagination, especially since they just killed off Carl, too. So the, the yeah. two characters that are most important and integral to the plot of The Walking Dead are gone. Now you got Daryl. Yeah, this is why. It's Daryl's fault. <laughs> I will say, and I've said this before, the episodes they've shown so far this season are good. I'll, I'm waiting, though. <laughs> oh, you know what's going to get bad. They fuck it. Anyway, let me get to the rest of my rankings before we all die. Oh, God. Okay, now I'm actually going to bed. Go ahead. That's fine, buddy. You, you take a good nap. I'll, I'll wake you up when I'm done. Night, night! <laughs> uh, we left off at uh, my, my top 12 is what I'm getting to here. I think. Yes. Yeah, I left off on 13, which was uh, season 7A, where uh, Negan go to the to, go to, 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 to bat guy. Jasby, you paying attention? Nope! <laughs> All right, top 12. Number 12, Fear the Walking Dead Season 4B. Oh, God, I already hate it! <laughs> this is the most recent uh, season of Fear the Walking Dead. I was excited, hell, for this season after the first half, and it definitely has some positives. Fun, new, weird trucker characters, great character development for Morgan, Alicia, and the rest of our cast. But the new villain is shitty as shit. Hated that character. Really just serves as an overly complicated story device to make our characters realize they could and should help others. Hopefully this show can improve in the future, but it's changed so much it's losing its fan base. It might not last much longer. It is confirmed for another season, but uh, hopefully that'll be its last. Hate that there's two Walking Dead shows. I have to watch two Walking Dead shows. What a drag. You don't have to. <laughs> I have to, just be. No, you don't. I'm chained to my television like a slave. <laughs> I can't stop. Like, like, like we do to our intern? I watched... The, oh, fuck that guy. I watched The Walking <laughs> Dead. Like, the main guy in Clockwork Orange is forced to watch the TVs at the end. Oh, my God. Ah! It's the same thing as that every screen's playing Walking Number Dead. Number 11. We're, we're basically in the good seasons now. I'm, I'm not lying. They're not good. They're like 6 out of 10 good, okay? This is still like I would rather watch any Vince Gilligan show then subject myself to this but here we go number 11 walking dead season 5a this season would be much higher on the list if it weren't for the pointless beth in the hospital arc I hooray but the slaughtering of the terminus baddies and the abraham eugene episode are still very good some of the best the series has to offer the beth stuff is the opposite filler that ultimately goes nowhere please stop doing this they didn't no they didn't <laughs> Number 10, Fear the Walking Dead Season 1. Fear's first season, like its parent show's first season, is uh, short but solid. Does a good job of setting up our cast and giving us a look at the early days of the apocalypse, which we didn't really get to see, thanks to Rick's coma. 
I was looking forward to seeing more of uh, Travis, Madison, Nick, Daniel, Strand, and Alicia. Season 2 seemed to think I instead wanted to hate all of them. But the first season's still decent. Nothing too special, but, you know, whatever. You can watch it if you if you want, but don't. The Walking Dead Season 1 is number 9. The premiere is still one of the best episodes of this entire show. Frank Darabont pulled it off and probably deserved better than his quick stint on this show before, uh, you know, the lawsuits began. The rest of the season is uh, nothing too great by comparison, but it isn't bad either. Decent introductions to many memorable characters, and also T Dog. Fuck. Remember T Dog? Oh my God. He was, uh, I, I guess a character. They didn't think about him that much. Number eight, Fear the Walking Dead season three B. Uh, Fear's third season, second half is less focused than its first half, but uh, still continues its metamorphosis into a good show. Our character's lack of likability was an issue in Season 2, but our character's shaky morals are instead the focus here, completely shaking up the show and how I approached it. Nick continues his, his descent into debauchery. Troy continues to be an insane creep who is fun to watch. Daniel's as menacing as ever. But the show loses me a bit once our primary setting of a farm is destroyed and we move on to the dam for a brief annoying cliffhanger with a new villain and our characters scattered to the winds once more. Almost none of the elements from the finale are followed up on in season four. I'm honestly okay with that. How many times that happened when The Walking Dead? Yeah! About four. Number seven, Fear the Walking Dead season three A. Uh, how Fear turned into a show possibly better than its parent show, at least for this period of time, is beyond me. It really should not have worked. Our characters are still somewhat unlikable, but the focus shifts to making that not a mistake that but the point. Madison and her kids will do what it takes to survive no matter the cost. The new setting of the farm and our new characters are actually really interesting, especially the uh, psychopath Troy. A brief solo Daniel episode is top-notch for this show, or any show for that matter. Uh, one negative, the pointless odd death of Travis early on. Just as that character showed the potential to change into someone more interesting, he dead, and he's going to be in Avatar sequels. Uh, spoiler alert, but this is a strange ten trend uh, that fear will continue. Uh, killing off its entire cast! Yes, I'm oh, Walking Dead. And know. also the main show, too. Number six, Walking Dead Season 3B. Uh, the prison and Woodbury go to war, and the results are uh, actually kind of a downer. As the real conclusion of this conflict slips into the next season... Uh, but there's still plenty of good stuff here. The governor is actually an imposing villain. Uh, the death of Merle is a surprisingly heroic heel turn for him. And we get solid character developing moments for Glenn, Maggie, Rick, Carl, even Andrea. Although, I'm very glad she is dead and gone from this show. Rest in peace, show Andrea. You sucked so much harder than Comic Andrea. <laughs> Comic Andrea was the best. Comic Andrea, good. Also, rest in peace, comic Andrea. Spoilers! No, man, I'm so sad about that. I'm still sad about that. That was a sad episode. Comic, sorry. Yeah, the, that was, a, like, the, the most heart-wrenching issue of that comic, baby. Uh, first, Negan. Issue 100. Oh, yeah, and you know... I feel like Glenn dying was more impactful to me, personally. That was hard. It was also really shocking where Andrews was just, like, slow and sad. Yeah, you knew that one was coming because right. she got bit earlier. Number five, The Walking Dead Season 3A. The prison and Woodbury introductions are great. Michonne and the Governor are great additions to the cast. The return of Michael Rooker's Merle is also welcome. Lori's death is pretty effective and a good shake-up to the comic canon, although it does lead to memes where Rick uh, makes a funny face. <laughs> Coral! Coral! 
Rick's psychosis goes a little too far for my tastes, but still a fairly solid batch of episodes. Number four, Fear the Walking Dead Season 4A. Okay, look. I'm talking to you, the fan base. I don't like that they killed off Madison and Nick just as much as the people calling for the heads of the new showrunners. But this batch of episodes is really good. The two time periods is an interesting narrative device. Our new characters are all fantastic, especially John Dory. And Morgan gets to shine here after being sidelined for multiple seasons of the main show with lackluster side plot. This show is a completely different show now, and it is a shame we didn't really follow up on the stellar third season in favor of this new direction. But that doesn't make it bad by default. Really solid season. I was actually incredibly surprised. Breath of fresh air following up on the main show's season eight, which was... Oh, I've been doing that this whole time. Uh huh. Number three, The Walking Dead <laughs> Season 5B. <laughs> We're almost done! Yeah. Uh, this season starts with one of my most hated episodes, where Tyrese dies for an hour. So why did I rank this so high? Uh, literally every other episode is great. Our gang is brought to their lowest point, starving and desperate. They meet Aaron, join Alexandria, have to relearn how to be human. Or teach these pampered survivors what it really takes to survive. Ooh, this arc is a different take on the apocalypse that worked really well in the comics and works really well here. For once, my complaints are minor. Number two, The Walking Dead Season 4A. Lots of stuff to love here. Super flu plotline, while brief, gives us an interesting problem. And it results in Carol becoming a character instead of not. Uh, one of the best decisions this show has ever made. This arc gets capped off by a fantastic episode focusing on uh, the late Scott Wilson as Herschel. Uh, then we get some episodes focusing on David Morrissey as the governor. I hated these episodes when I first watched this season. In retrospect, they're actually really great and help humanize the character, making his death more tragic, which I didn't know I wanted. And of course, we then get the ultimate showdown between our groups and the tragedy that comes with it is one of the series' best episodes. Wish this show could be this good again. It's not. Nope. And number one, the best uh, series in The Walking Dead, in my opinion. Season 4B. Somehow they topped the last half and did it with far less action. Instead, we get several very intimate, character-driven episodes. Carl gets an episode all to himself, adapted from issue 50 of The Walking Dead. Almost word for word. Pretty great. One of the best issues of that comic yep. ever. Another highlight is an episode between Beth and Daryl and their eventual confrontation with the claimed crew, leading to one of my all-time favorite gory moments in this show where Rick bites a dude's throat out. Uh, the best episode is The Grove, a very tragic Carol and Tyrese episode that uh, every single fan of the show remembers. Uh, look at the flowers. Uh, which, with such a large cast, it's hard to give these characters time to breathe. But we do just that here, and it ends up being uh, the best chunk of episodes, in my opinion. Uh, when they let the characters actually be characters and have development, it's a good show. Surprisingly, they don't do that that often. Nope. And now I'm done talking about The Walking Dead. Oh my god, Until next you. week when I talk ah! about The Walking Dead. Ah! Tune in next time for Rick is Dead on the show that's called The Walking Dead. Da -da -da. So, now we're finally going to move into the... We decided that after New the series! Woo! Yeah, after we're done with Halloween, like, well, what are we going to do next to fill up these last We're going to watch report? another great horror series about a tra tragic killer... That's right, we're watching Rocky. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, we decided that we wanted to do another series of films. Uh, I've seen pretty much all of the Rocky films. Genhart has not seen all of them. Well, I have seen the one we watched uh, tonight, 
but uh, it's been a while, and I was extremely happy to watch it again. Why don't you talk for a bit, because I'm still strained from talking about Bad Show. Yeah, so we, we're doing Rocky now. We're going to go through all of them. I'm going to rock, rock one all the way to the Balboa, all the way to the Creed. And uh, Creed 2, which comes out this month, but we'll be watching it closer to uh, end of December, Christmas yeah. time. Yeah, we'll be about a month removed. We'll, we'll find out a way to watch it. It should be able to be uh, streamed digitally by then, like for rent. I don't know about that. It'd only be out for a month. We'll see. It sometimes does that. Or we'll just go see it in a theater. I'm willing to go there. see it in a theater. Fuck it. Yeah. It's not like it's Venom where we have to wait until it's a dollar. <laughs> no, I pay money to go see it. Uh, but yeah, I, I like the Rocky series a lot. They're very emblematic of the times and places they're set in. Yeah. And it's it's a good, like, one of the big things that makes the first Rocky movie so special, and obviously that's what we watched today. It's the first one. It's the first episode of that. 1976 film, Rocky. Yeah. It's very, it plays high, high, good tribute to the city of Philadelphia. And it's it's a very Philadelphia movie in multiple ways. And it's also a very uh, a big representation of what became the late 70s into the 80s. Big influence on that period. Uh, Sylvester Stallone's in it. You can understand him in this movie. I think you could understand him as the character Rocky almost throughout the entire series. Yeah, uh, I think Rambo is where I get shaky on understanding Stallone. No, no, it, it gets wait wait till you get keep watching, it gets shaky. I, I could see that. We're thankfully we're watching with subtitles because we watch almost everything with subtitles. I like being able to understand dialogue, no yeah. who it's coming from. Because certain things in movies will obstruct dialogue. Side note: subtitles are stupid sometimes. I hate when it says like. Uh, punches like I know that there's punches it's happening for, it's for deaf people deaf people know that punches are happening because they're watching it happen you don't always I, need that it's, it's it's for deaf people you're for deaf people oh shut the fuck up <laughs> I couldn't hear that it can't be that? for deaf people I'm a podcaster it's audio only yeah so they they ain't gonna hear me talking shit about them anyway so <laughs> 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 That's right, what are you going to do about deaf people? Oh Nothing. my god, it's the Jub show again. <laughs> Hi, I'm your host, Jub. Den was fired. <laughs> Why, because I offended deaf people? They can't even hear it. God, I hate you. Now blind you people. You made the same joke again. Now blind people, on the other hand, they can hear it, but they can't see it. Get it? Because they're blind. Man, Rocky's a good movie. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know. I'm just fucking around. Rocky's a fantastic film. Uh, one of the best boxing movies ever made. Even though it's, even though it's not. I honestly care more about the not boxing elements of this movie. Yeah, that's what makes uh, uh, this movie interesting. Is the not boxing part. It's it's the love story between Rocky and Adrian, and uh, how awkward it is. Yep. <laughs> um, and just like like I was saying before, just kind of like a a look into Rocky Balboa's life before he gets into this title match. Before he becomes uh, the character that is in future films and it gets a little ridiculous. Yeah. Because he becomes like a superhero in those. He's killing like people left and right. Not killing, but... Defeating and boxing people left and right. Uh, in this, he uh, gets a weird uh, shot-in-the-dark chance to fight the champion of the world and uh, doesn't even beat him. 
but goes the distance, and that's more important. Uh, a lot of people forget that, I think, that Rocky doesn't even win in Rocky 1. Goes to a decision, and Apollo Creed wins. A lot of people forget that. Probably because Rocky 2 exists. I would yeah, have to guess. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. And no. And, and he, and like, they make damn sure you know that it doesn't matter, too, because there's a scene before where girl Rocky Boo 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 is like, <laughs> man, I don't even give a fuck. I just want to go all the rounds. Hey, yo, Adrian. I don't even give a shit. Is that a good Sylvester Stallone? Eh. All right, let me try this one. Hey, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> Abort. That's, that's going to be my Stallone impression for the entire series. Hey, Adrian. <laughs> Hi, Adrian. <laughs> that's a good one. There you go. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Is that what Rocky Balboa sounds like? Hey, Adrian, I don't know if I can beat Apollo Creed. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I could go the distance, and that's enough. Anyway, let's talk about the movie. Um, uh, I, I, we're, we're like... Polly is an Polly is uh, an asshole. Um, I never really thought about it. It's been a while since I've seen the first one. He's not as much of an asshole later. I no, think. He much less but goddamn, is he a fucking despicable no, shit he's, in this he's movie? He's straight up an antagonist in this movie. Yeah, kinda. He's kind of just like a dick. There's not really any rhyme or reason for it either. He's just a dick. He's mad that Rocky doesn't like recommend him to his mob boss guy, who I also forgot about. But, like, I don't know. Why do you want to work for a mob boss? I don't even know if Rocky wants to work for a mob boss. No, Although he he's not. kind of ambivalent about it in this movie. It'll probably change later on. Yeah, yeah, that, that becomes a thing. Yeah, I think so, from what I remember of Rocky Two. Been a while since I've seen that one. That'll be mostly fresh in my mind. Uh, the, the entire, like, process of him going on a date with Adrian is such a long, awkward series of scenes. But it's all so good. And I forgot how funny it was, too. Because it's just fucking Rocky, who's, like, dumb as a bag of rocks. <laughs> talking and talking and talking and talking. And she says, like, nothing. And it's funny as shit. I don't know. Yeah, they're trying to do their whole Officers of Track thing. It gets a little... A little creepy. A little. When they get to their apartment. It's a little creepy. But, like... I guess she's down the whole time. She's just, like, too shy. And, like, I don't know. I, I was think that's old. more of the thing than she doesn't want to be with him. It's more that she's shy. Right. It was just, it just it was weird. Granted, I don't know how Rocky knows that. Rocky kind of, uh, a little pushy. It's a little, a little pushy there. But it's also a movie from 1977 or whatever. 76. I just fucking said it. I'm stupid. Hey, I'm stupid. What are you going to do? I'm stupid. No, you Rocky? You stupid? Hey, I'm right. <laughs> 1976 movie, uh, directed by John G. Avildsen, uh, who I, uh, I forgot that he directed this one because Stallone directs 234, from what I remember. Yeah. And it's not like he's bad, but this guy is the one that won Best Director, and this won Best Picture as well, from what I remember. Uh, so he must be a great director with a lot of great movies under his belt, right? No, that's just it. Uh, what are you talking about, Jusby? He did Karate Kid 1, 2, and 3. One of those is good. You're right. Really? It's it, Karate Kid 3. <laughs> <laughs> what a masterpiece of really cinema. Really emblematic of his whole career. Can he only make one good movie in a series? 
Yeah. We most people can only do that. It's reminding me of Halloween already. We're going to draw as many parallels as we can, all right? It's going to be overall much better than Halloween. Wait, what am I thinking? He did Rocky V. That's a masterpiece, right? That's the best one in the series, right? I mean, it's kind of funny because uh, the only the only difference that we're going to have between this and Halloween is that towards the tail end, Halloween sinks like a ship and Rocky actually gets good again. That's actually exactly what happened with Halloween just now, though. Yeah, but there's one movie that's good at the tail end. Yeah, but there's probably there might be more. We don't know yet. I don't have a lot of faith in it, but there might be more. We don't know yet. At least as of right now, I don't know how Creed 2 is. The last two at the end of this series are good. Yeah, I'm excited to get there because I know nothing about them. Especially Creed. I love Michael B. Jordan. I want to see that movie Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's a good movie. A lot of reasons reason why we decided to watch these. Yeah, we haven't seen a good chunk of them. I, I have seen, I think, every Rocky movie. I don't remember shit past Rocky IV, though. What happens in five, Justin? I don't remember. The fuck is the plot of that movie? I remember not liking it. This is the Halloween resurrection of the series, probably, because they bring back someone who made a good old one, and then it's bad. Yeah. Nobody talks about it. Right. This is what I'm expecting, at least. Uh, Carl Weathers as Apollo Creed. I love Carl Weathers. <laughs> he, uh, he's in uh, every 80s movie, I think. Every single every one? Every single one that came on the 80s? I think so. Uh, he's in Predator, and that's every 80s movie. That's all I can name. <laughs> but... Rocky IV is the most 80s movie. Oh, is it ever. Uh, <laughs> his character development in these movies is something I'm going to pay attention to a lot this time around. Uh, it's actually important. He's very much not a very likable person in this movie. He's not particularly shitty. He's just kind of a overly showboaty. He's, he's in it literally to make a buck, which is how most boxers are, by the way. Yeah, it's realistic, I think, in that regard. Yeah. Like, look at, you know, look at Mayweather or whatever. Ooh, name drop. He, uh, I mean, he doesn't come out to a fight unless it's worth enough money. And, the, and most yeah. big profile boxers do that. It's actually, like, it makes sense. He's the one that spearheads the plot because his whole scheme is like, ooh, we'll, uh, we'll make a spectacle and I fight an underdog that no one will expect. And, uh, you know, give, you know, it'll act like I'm being charitable and I'm giving a, a rookie a shot at me to make his dreams come true or whatever. But really, he just knows that he's so good that he's going to fucking kill him in the third round. Yeah, so he's expecting to beat this kid's ass. But one thing they kind of reference to during this is uh, his Creed's trainer uh, sees Rocky punching a bunch of meat. He's punching the meat away. Oh, he punches that meat in this movie. Yeah, he punches a fuck ton of meat. Punch uh, that meat, boy. He's trying to get... Creed's attention and Creed doesn't give a fuck and that's yeah. that's when you realize like oh man he's coming I into mean, this under Creed's not even paying attention to the fight but that's what's interesting about 2 is that he does because he, he cares a lot about it yeah now uh, yeah uh, we will see when we watch that one because there is a lot I forget about that mm-hmm. very good movie still and then uh, obviously probably the most iconic stuff in this movie is the the training montage and then the actual fight itself. Right. The, the training montage is the most iconic thing from this series. Probably the entire series, yeah. Him running up them steps to where the statue of him is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not in this movie, of course. But, uh, is iconic. Uh, I forgot about the initial one where he, uh, he sucks. 
and he can't make it up the steps. He's yeah. like, it's like if I was trying to do it. Right, he's out of shape as fuck because he's drinking, smoking, not giving a fuck. Yeah, and then he gives a fuck, and uh, <coughs> then he can do it no problem because he's the Italian stallion. That's the idea. Yeah. Uh, this is written by Stallone. Yeah, and that's why some of the dialogue's really fucking weird. I guess, but considering he's the star, if he wants this to represent him in a way, I guess this nobody else should write it. I guess that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, the, don't he, get me wrong. It's also really funny, and I, I don't really mind it. I, I'm actually willing to say that he did a good job uh, on this movie as a whole. And yeah. maybe this franchise, maybe not as a whole, but, you know, for the most part. This is probably the best Stallone franchise. If you want to talk about Rambo, that's fine, but nobody ever talks about Rambo 2 or 3, really. You know? Everybody talks about First Blood, and that's it. Yeah, it's same, and then, like, there's the Expendables. Oh. Yeah, nobody gives a fuck about those movies, really. Yeah, those are bad. This, this, is, this is his series, and this is the one that people pay attention to. Uh, and as far as that goes, he does mostly a good job in this movie, and for the rest of them, we'll see. But, <laughs> but I don't think it's nearly the dip in quality that you would expect from him from him now. Right. Well, he was also much younger, much better back then. He yeah. Aging, slurring his words harder. He's supposed to be really good in Creed. We'll see. Yeah, he was really good in uh, in Rocky Balboa, the movie before Creed. Yeah. He was Rocky really Balboa, the sequel to Rocky. Which that, is just that's called a very, Rocky. very more personal story, rather yeah. than like, it's sort of like how the first part of Rocky is, except make it more emotionally engaging for an entire film. Yeah, really that's good. Very, uh, that's very interesting to me. Uh, what else can we talk about that happens in the first one as opposed to the series as a whole? Yeah, it kind of just drags a lot of stuff out. It goes into like kind of Rocky's life, you know, before everything happens. It's very, like I was saying before, it's a very Philadelphia movie. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of scenes of him just running around and just yeah. talking to random people. It's, it's and a good representation of the city. You see a lot of the city in this movie. Him talking to that 12-year-old girl early on was a strange scene. Like, hey, you don't want to be acting like that, you know, swearing in front of boys or something. They're going to call you a whore, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, what is this right now? <laughs> he said, you know what I'm saying, like, more than Shane. From The Walking Dead? Yeah. Oh, are we talking about that now? Nope. Okay, good. Flip it back already. I'm done. Thank God. Uh, just like Rick, I'm going to fall off my horse. We and need to stop talking girder, about man. The Walking Dead and start talking about Rocky. I'm going to fall on that rubble and go, Peter, Peter, don't tell Harry. <laughs> As oh I get impaled God. through my stomach. You know, you know. Mark, I probably could have heard that on the mic, but thanks. Uh, no, I appreciate whatever. it. Yeah. Studio audience made a good fruitcake thing. Why is the studio audience eating fruitcake? I don't know. What a don't judge of, people. What a couple of fruitcake. Oh, my God. They're already talking shit about fucking blind and deaf people today. They're being, yeah, but the, the studio down. audience is being a bunch of degenerates. I don't like it one bit. Uh, oh, now you look, and he's not jerking off. But he was jerking off, I tell you. You don't believe me. <laughs> can't see it it's the boy who cried wolf except it's someone yeah i can't see it this is an yeah. audio only podcast uh, I, I guess that's true can't uh, see it burgess meredith <laughs> <laughs> is uh is mickey uh he is in the first i want to say three 
spoilers, he dies at some point uh, in real life and in the movie. Yeah. And <laughs> I think it'd be really interesting for us to talk about this character because... And it kind of hit me in the face of this, too, because looking back on it, I always thought, like, because just thinking about the, the other Rocky movies, that he's like, you know, what well, wonder Rocky's a good friend, and he's a good dude. And then you, you watch no. this movie, and he's literally the antagonist. He's, he's kind of, yeah, or at least at the something that Rocky needs to reconcile his feelings about in probably one of the best scenes in the movie when he goes and visits him at his house and then like he doesn't really say anything to him then but when he leaves Rocky freaks the fuck out and he's like you know basically says everything except fuck you to him you know because it's, it's kind of like the equivalent of like I could have been a contender but you didn't do anything for me kind of scene right uh and but then it still ends with him going and talking to him, and then eventually, I guess, accepting that he's going to be his manager or whatever. Right, and then that, then it you know he turns into something good for Rocky from then. And you have to remember though that like from that point, like that dude's intentions were uh, sinister nature. Didn't believe it in Rocky until he had an opportunity to get a fucking belt. Yeah, he he didn't care about he Rocky. Is still not a good character. Yeah, he's I not guess a you good could say guy. that. He's I guess not you a good say guy. That. Yeah, it's interesting. He he kind of cares more about his right personal. He he cares more about being the manager of somebody who has the chance to win a fucking belt. He yeah. didn't give a fuck about Rocky until the potential of a belt was there. It's yeah. it's selfish, but like the idea of those twisted motives, good, makes the movie deep and interesting. It makes it yeah. I I liked that element of the movie. It it adds a lot to his character, and it'll add a lot to his development later on as well. Right. Because it's interesting to see where we start with these characters and where they end up. Because, you know, even, like, Apollo Creed, completely different character by the time we get to 3 and 4. Rocky's a completely different character by the time we even get to the second one. Uh, Adrian starts off the movie not saying anything and then eventually blows up on her brother in one of my favorite scenes as well. Uh... Because she just has said nothing throughout the entire movie. He's a piece of shit. When she finally blows up on him, it's like cathartic, really. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, Because he's been a... Her brother's been a massive piece of shit, like, the whole movie. He's he's abusive. Polly is abusive towards her. Polly is also an antagonist in this film. Yeah. A a lot of Rocky's friends aren't really good people. (laughs) He's friends with... uh... Apollo Creed is not the antagonist of this movie. No, not really. It's more like Rocky's... Life is the antagonist of this movie. Yeah, is, is it's the people. What... Who, it's life of the people he surrounds himself with. Yeah, are the antagonists of this film, and that's more intriguing than what the sequels have to offer. Right, which is like... there is an antagonist, and it's Mister T, <laughs> and like shit like that. Right. Oh no, we gotta fight Hulk Hogan, everyone's favorite racist blonde man. Yeah. Well, oh boy. Yeah, it's really interesting because you, you think about it. Apollo Creed's not the antagonist because his intentions are never in the entire time to bring harm to Rocky and uh, to stop Rocky from doing anything. Maybe He's during just the fight. Using but him. Yeah. I mean, it's boxing. You're, you at that point, you're engaged in the sport. I did mean that. I didn't mean like. Right. Yeah. That it's different when it comes to that, and that, that's something that they do emulate in that. Uh, but all, all the way leading up to that point. He didn't. He didn't pick Rocky because, like, he wanted to torture him or something. He picked Rocky uh, out of random because he liked his name. The and Italian that, Stallion. And that was it. Yep. So other than that, 
Creed didn't want anything to fucking do with Rocky. He didn't give a shit about him. So he's pretty much removed from the movie. He just Apollo Creed is a goal for Rocky. It's something he comes to terms with that he that he wants to do it and then does it. Other than that, he's not an antagonist. He's more of a goal. Yeah. The antagonists of this movie are uh, Paulie and fuck. I'm bad with names. Well, Mickey and Mickey. Yeah, yeah. Paulie and Mickey are the true antagonists of this movie. Sure, but I guess like as Rocky succeeds at life, they kind of become closer to him in a way as well. Yeah, isn't that fucked up? Yeah, uh, it's interesting, and it's not really something that the sequels explore. No, they don't because it's not good made movies. No. <laughs> now I could know this could be unintentional, and like, but it seems more complex to me a lot of it could be a difference in how we perceive people's actions in 1977 as opposed to now i'm cool perceiving the movie this way i mean I, i've seen this I movie multiple agree, times but i don't know if paulie was looked at as as much of an asshole back then for having possession issues with his sister you know what i mean straight up abusive yeah and 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 like the scene with rocky like kind of forcing adrian to kiss him kind of is weird now, but then it might not have been. There's things like that where it's morals have changed, <laughs> and the for the better, of men have changed for the better. Uh, and speaking of which, this is probably my second favorite boxing movie. Number one, Raging Bull. I, I could give and, you that, and I think that that's gonna probably stay that way. I was blown away by that movie. I actually only watched it a couple weeks ago. I've I've never actually sat down and watched the whole thing, but it's it's a masterpiece. Yeah, it's it's a great takedown of toxic masculinity <laughs> by the master Martin Scorsese, who uh, most of his movies feel like they're a takedown of toxic masculinity. He doesn't really you know live by that spell it out for you, but for the most part, you know, because he doesn't judge his characters and all that, but like. For the most part, it's very obvious from how things happen that, yeah, this is a takedown of these kind of men. Right. And Raging Bull is one of the finest examples of that. Yeah, Rocky is sort of different in that way where it... Uh, Rocky's the polar opposite. You're right, supposed yeah. to root for Rocky. You don't want to... You don't hate Rocky yeah, like you, you do. You're, you're, you're getting full of that fucking masculinity. <laughs> It's it's not toxic masculinity, although there's plenty of it in this movie. Right. But uh, Rocky himself is a is a more pure individual. A little dumb, but that goes to his charm, you know. Right. He just got a couple turtles, man. He's going to feed them to that dog, apparently, because <laughs> I don't know if we ever see them turtles again, Jusby. Rest in peace, those turtles. Man. He might have the fed them to the dog. I don't he know. He is a dummy. He might have did it. I don't know. I, don't, I wouldn't put it past Rocky. Uh... That dog is in future movies as well, right? I think so. Yeah. It was in, I don't know if you noticed this. I think you went to the bathroom. But uh, at the credits, the dog is in the credits. As dog. This dog? The character's name is Dog. Uh, yes, the, I, I think it was... Uh, what was the dog's name? I forget, but it had a name. Oh, man, I'm going to have to look this up. I made I a joke know. about it because Sylvester Stallone said something really... You guys couldn't make out... When he first gets the dog and then walks into the house. <laughs> you know what it is? It's him telling the dog to, to come here or whatever. Yeah. Or come on. Man, I wish I could remember the dog's name. Oh, well. Oh, well. It's, it's like 
It was Buttkiss. Thank butt you, kiss. studio audience. Thanks, studio audience. And the real dog's name might have been Buttkiss, but I think it was listed as Buttkiss Stallone. So it's probably Sylvester Stallone's actual dog. Oh, okay, time. that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. Use doggy. Yeah, really good movie. Rocky won really good movie. Pretty much deserved the awards it got. I like looking at it through the lens I, I can look at it through now. Where uh, two characters in that movie that are protagonists in the series are actual major pieces of shit and antagonists in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like that perspective, and I'm riding it. It's 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 a classic. There's nothing else you could really say about it. Uh, probably the one of the most parodied films of all time as well. Yeah, it, it's so it's so iconic and so like so recognizable. You're guaranteed to see a Rocky parody before you actually see Rocky in your life. At yeah, most point, likely. At yeah. this point. Uh, and with that, I guess next week we'll continue. We'll watch Rocky 2. I really like that this series is just Rocky 1, Rocky 2, Rocky 3, Rocky 4, Rocky 5. What a breath of fresh air compared to how the Halloween series kind of does that and then kind of doesn't do it and then kind of just stops caring about sequel names immediately. Rocky does that at a certain point. It's not as obnoxious. I like that Creed 2 is just going to be called Creed 2. Right. I mean, it is not really as much about Rocky anymore. Yeah. The only one with a bad name, I guess, is Rocky Balboa. Yeah, but I understand why it's named that. Yeah. It's, it's not as bad as Rambo 4 is called Rambo. So do you mean Rambo? Or do you mean the first movie, First Blood? Or do you mean First Blood Part 2 Rambo? <laughs> or do you mean Rambo? God, you know, that 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 old. Damn thing. it! Yeah, the, the whole name conundrum. But that's because they didn't know they're gonna make all these sequels. But man, did they get a lot of money? It's the '80s. Give Sylvester Stallone all your money. Yay! <laughs> yeah. So next week, you can look forward to me bitching about gamers, Genhart bitching about The Walking Dead, and us enjoying Rocky too. That's our show. That's the Ken and Jeff show. Hope you enjoy. I'll see you next week. Uh- I'm dead.